Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I pressed record so you better be ready. Oh no. <laughs> Cheeky boy. <laughs> Casual of guard, eh? Cheeky devil. I miss you, man. <laughs> I miss you, man. <laughs> I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Welcome, one and all, to the I Miss You Man podcast. Thanks for fronting up and listening to us. We do appreciate it. My name's Lonnie. His name's Dylan. How you doing, mate? Oh, great, mate. Great. That was was a great pun. Good job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, What's the show about again? So it's dogs barking outside. It's bloody fall of society out my window. But anyway... (laughs) Shows about <laughs> you and me taking each other on a journey each week that could be about anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between. Arguably, what we're about to talk about encompasses all those things. All those things, that's right. Um, I'm excited, you're excited, the dog's outside barking, they're yeah. excited. Yeah. Uh, At this... least one of those is right. <laughs> this week, I gave Dylan some homework. And it was a fairly easy homework, I thought. Watched three episodes of a documentary TV series from the 90s. It's a lovely little treat. I offered to this, this to you with open arms, Dylan. The show's called Front Up. We can get into your thoughts about that soon. But generally, just one word. Describe what you thought about Front Up, please. Can I use three words? You can use three words, okay. Hit and miss. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, if you're wondering what Front Up is, it was a documentary series on the SB, on SBS, uh, apparently between 1994 and 2004. I couldn't quite work out how many seasons, but a whole bunch of seasons. Um, the episodes we watched from season seven, which happens to be on YouTube, but nothing much else seems to be on YouTube. Not sure why. <laughs> Weird. Are they on the SBS app? Did you check the actual app? They have been in the past. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure in the past, but not at the moment. So, can't tell you. That's odd. Like an SBS original production doesn't have SBS material. Surely, on it. very odd. I don't. I don't think there's like a a limit to your library on these on these streaming apps. But maybe there is. I don't know. They, they cycle through things, don't they? So I don't get it. They had to make room for Dark Side of the Ring. Front up was the victim. They've it's hard choices over the years. Have you heard of this show before? I, I put it into your. Your ecosystem this week, Dylan? No. Never even crossed into my stratosphere. Wow. And I would have been I would have been content if it never did. Oh my goodness. Can you show some respect? A decent life show some respect Dylan. to the end of my days. Oh my goodness. If, well if I never came across that. It came across me um strangely. Uh, like a lot of T V shows I brought to the I miss you, man. I just stumbled across it on TV. Um 
Mystery Diners was one I just happened to watch one day. House Hunters, very similar. I think it goes back to when I was probably a uni student slash looking for work after um, I finished uni, Dylan. I'd be at home more often than normal and just throw TV on, you know, over lunch or something like that. So I saw some weird shit as I'm getting at. Um, these days I'm at work, unfortunately, can't do that. It's a, it's a very strange show to just come across randomly. As you can probably imagine, I just like turned it on and I saw this guy just chatting to people. Like, what the hell is this? What's going on here? Um, that's the that's the weird format. You, do you want to tell us about the format? What, what's what's front up all about, Dylan? I mean, it's just he's just this guy just interviewing like randos on the street, just about themselves, their lives, not on any particular subjects. Like a lot of these shows, you see him walking around. They have like a topic in mind for the people they're interviewing, for the people of the street. Hmm. He's just asking about themselves. He's ambushing regular folks on the street and <laughs> just allowing the conversation. Forcing them to confront personal demons <laughs> in the middle of traffic on a Sunday. His name's Andrew Ebb and it's, yeah, you're right. It's just him and a camera crew going up to random people and having a chat. What's, what's fascinating to me is, as you said, the way they open up about their lives to this complete stranger. And, I mean, obviously... After a while, it was known on TV, so people kind of they had some inkling. Some people were like, "Oh, they, it's the they two. were prepped." Yeah, they yeah. potentially they had uh, thought about what they would say if they ever saw Andrew and his camera crew. Um, sure. The thing I like about it is that you sort of see into the lives of these people and how willing they are to talk about themselves just because there's a camera on them. That's kind of strange to me. Like they kind of feel obligated to to just divulge these things which I don't think they would if it was just a, a person without a camera, for example. If you went up to a random person, no, they, they wouldn't no. be dishing up their life story, would they? Um, no. Looking back now, there's also the time capsule element. This was generally the late 90s, or all the 90s. You see the, the fashion people, what they're wearing, the street, the um, just a different sort of glimpse into their lives, what they were concerned about. And what's fascinating to me is the things that they're often talking about are, are pretty much the same things that we have concerns about these days as well. And I think as well, given the time capsule element of it, it's like these people talking about their current issues that are obviously front of mind because they're the issues that are brought up when they're confronted with this guy. But you're like, is that still your concern? Like the, there's a woman who's still going through a custody battle. I'm like, what happened to you? You know, what did that ever work out? Um, that, that same woman is, is having breakfast with a friend and he's like 30, he wants kids, his younger girlfriend doesn't want kids. I'm like, did you guys sort that out? You know, like, I'll, I'll never know. I, I guess I could try and research it, but, but I, part of me is just like, that's life, isn't it? Sometimes you come across people and you're part of their life for a little while and then you, you never know. Are you thinking it's boring and... You said hit and miss. I'm thinking you're thinking maybe it's interesting, maybe it's not depending on the person. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It can really depend. And it's how good the storytellers are as mm. well. How good the people are as storytellers. Like those two old ladies, the first one, mm. who are very interesting. It get getting really dark really quickly as well. Yep. Um, um that guy you're talking about in the coffee shop, um, I think he let slip that he was a bit of a pedo at one point. Um, 
I was working out that the ages too, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, he said his girlfriend was twenty three and they've been together for six years. Hmm. Uh oh. He was thirty. And so, yeah, mate, mm. come on. The nineties wasn't that long ago, but yeah. No good. <laughs> um It's a different time morning. So did you like it overall though, or you think it's just a bit weird? What's what's the go? It is a bit weird. It is a bit weird. Um, I think it's interesting. And the, the thing that really sells it is the host. He does seem like really genuinely interested in these people yeah. and their lives. That's that's what really sells it, is the host. His name, Andrew. Andrew Urban. I, I agree. And the thing about him is that he's not doing it to get his, um, himself on screen. He's generally doing it to learn about these people. You know, I think it'd be a lot of presenters, you know, they become the story or they put themselves out there, you know, but it does seem very much like he is trying to find these stories. And as you said before, generally the concept for this sort of show would be, you know, every week we've got a topic and we're going to go ask people what they think about this, politicians or sport or whatever. But no, that, that the topic is there's no topic. It's just going up and having a chat and seeing what seeing what emerges. Um. They're very typical me sort of show to bring to you on this this podcast. <laughs> I acknowledge that. <laughs> of course, I'm here talking about this this random documentary series where we're just chatting to regular people. Um, yeah, it's a weird, quirky show. Yeah, yeah, it does sound it's like me, doesn't over, it? Isn't it? Um, the other thing I'd say about the structure, I quite like it, but watching three in a row, which we, we pretty much did, you can't you understand it like you do get it, and as you, as you said. When someone's boring or it's not quite as, as fascinating, it does kind of, it, it lapses. Um, and you watch one, you watch the show, you, you get it, right? And so if you don't like it, you're not going to like the next one because it's the same thing, but different people playing the parts, you know? Um, yeah. So maybe it's more of a show, if you watch it once a week, then it'll be quite fascinating because you get this glimpse in people's lives and then you go about your life yourself and then come back next week, but... I don't know what binging a whole season would be like um, at once. Although, it may be kind of fascinating to get a whole kaleidoscope of people going. Um, yeah, that's fair. It's interesting to me as well. People are just ready to tell their life story. Like, I don't know if I would have everything ready to go if Andrew <laughs> ambushed me one day. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. No. Um, I sent you a clip of, of Osha Gunsberg. Um, Andy G, as you might have known him in a previous life. As a kid, he was there. He was like 1920. I know who this person is. Who is this person? You don't know Osher? Mate, you you watch The Bachelor? Australian Idol? He's the host. (laughs) No. He's a podcast host too. The Mental Health. It's not impressive. We'll get off here on one day. Anyone can be a podcast host. <laughs> anyway, it's funny. He was there as a, as a twenty year old, and he's very charming and and very handsome as a young man. And he 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 acknowledges in his interview with Andrew, he's like, "Why am I telling you this stuff? You just you throw a camera on me, and all of a sudden I'm telling you about my whole deep dark secrets and the girl I'm seeing and my my um where my family came from, that sort of stuff. It's it's funny, isn't it?" <laughs> In terms of reception, Dylan, this show, I think, did well enough, to obviously, to have many seasons on SBS, and, of course, they've got a 
different remit to other commercial stations. They're doing this sort of stuff as kind of part of their 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 charter, I guess. But um, not much of an internet presence. I, I would have thought there would be some writing about this and people looking into it, you know. But there was some Reddit threads where people asking each other, like on the you know, Australian Reddit or whatever, were you ever fronted up? Did you ever get on TV? And people, some people said yes, some people pretty much, more people were saying, oh, I, I watched a lot. Um, I asked our, our friends Cam Williams, who's been on the podcast a few times, because he's a touch older yeah. than us, like, did you ever watch it? He's like, yeah, you knew it was around, but didn't have much else to say about it. Same with Mark the Man. He, he sort of stuff. he loved it, but also, you know, what do you say, I guess? It's kind of, yeah, that was a cool show. <laughs> he's, a, um, he's a man of the world, old, old Mark Irons. He, he knows a few things. Loves the stories of the people, I can see that. Yeah. Um, now I'll give you a little review though on IMDb, and I'll see what you think. Of. And then I've also got a a counter argument, Dylan. So we'll see where we fall on these, okay? Okay. Andrew L. Urban travels the length and breadth of Australia, approaching people in the street, unawares. His style is very personable as he gets his subjects to open up about the good times and sometimes the not so good things, not so good times in their lives, their memories and hopes. It's a real cross-section of modern Australia, or modern of the time, now it's a capsule for us, uh, from all ages and backgrounds. These are the people you pass every day in the street and wonder what they're really like. If you like people, you'll love this show. Watching it helps break down the barriers that sometimes divide us. This is probably the real purpose of the show. And I get that. Especially, um, I think it was the third episode we watched, it was in a multicultural part of Sydney, I think around King's Cross, and he was talking to, um, there was a, a Vietnamese guy from a, who came as a boat person to Australia in the 80s. There's a large group of um, old Asian guys who are like playing um, some some Asian board games sort of in the street. It's a tile game, yeah. I think Mahjong or something. Um, so that's kind of cool. That's on TV back in the day. Um, but... Alternatively, Dylan, the Sydney Morning Herald <laughs> says this. Oh, here we go. If the idea of approaching a total stranger on the street with the microphone and asking them details about their personal life sounds like good television to you, then you're going to be a big fan of the Front Up series, if not already. Frankly, I've seen more interesting slideshows. This week, Andrew Urban is chatting to folks in Gosford. You keep watching only in the hope... That it will get interesting. It doesn't. Well, controversial. Yeah, I mean, I guess it really depends what you're looking for out of the show. I guess it depends what kind of stories you enjoy hearing about, and mm. it can be very subjective, I would say. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a bit of the um, those Facebook, Instagram um. That site was like Humans of New York. It was the same kind of thing. It'd be like a, a picture of somebody in New York and obviously a, a discussion with them and like quotes about their lives and stuff. That's that sort of thing. That's a that's social media version of this. Um, also got some things here on some similar type of things. It's like Vox Pops in general. You see them on the news every now and then. There'll be a, a topic happening and they'll throw a camera guy out on the street. We're a camera person. We don't we have any background. And ask... <laughs> We love that. Don't be sexist. 
No. You're a good boy. And ask, you know, some questions about what's going on. You know, here's the budget or what do you think of the election or who are you, who are you going to vote for in The Voice, that sort of thing, right? Um, in America, they yeah. call them more man-on-the-street interviews, just throwing that out there. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. That happens, you know. But that, the difference here is, as you've identified already, is that it's not just what do you think about this issue. It's like, hey, what are you up to today? You having breakfast? What's going on? <laughs> um, now, we watched the episodes. We'll go into them in a bit more detail. But I wanted to also talk about another show I saw in a similar sort of vein, which I sent you an episode of, uh, called Speaker's Corner. It's from Canada. You know, good friends in Canada. Fat strokes, eh? Um, and it was kind of like an inverse of Front Up. So Front Up was Andrew's going out, talking to people and getting them to talk about their lives. This is totally different. This was, they set up a video booth on the street. You pay a donation of a couple of dollars or whatever, like a gold coin sort of thing. And you can say whatever you want to the camera. It gets recorded and then edited together and put on TV under different categories. What do you reckon? What do you think of this? Again, hit and miss hmm. for this one. I think I like the idea of front up better. Yeah. Where you kind of force some people to discuss things. We're not forcing, but like ask them to discuss things they might necessarily have gone to if they were prepared for it. Sure. Whereas this one, they're obviously prepared what they want to talk about. And uh, it might not be how they're actually feeling, uh, especially in regards to our friend, old bud with the glasses. You want to, you want to run through his story and what he had to say to the camera? <laughs> You're totally right. They um, Some people obviously come, they come with notes, they've come with something to say and they, they, they want to see themselves on TV. Sometimes people are there and they have... Um, Obviously, they've come from a sporting event. They might be a bit tipsy, or they're out with their friends, and they're like teenagers. They want to do something silly. That's you know, that's all fun stuff. And this guy in particular, Dylan, you're mentioning, he's doing the old Harry Met Sally, isn't he? It's like, why, why is it that people are saying that men and women can't be mates? You can. You can be just friends. All right. What, what's your view on him, Dylan? He clearly loves this woman he's talking about, 100%. He's not fooling anyone. He's like he's like yelling into the camera at all his friends. He's like, to all my friends, we're just mates. We're just friends. Meanwhile, he's like the most... Completely in denial. He's the most friend-zoned guy ever. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> Absolutely. I hope he worked himself out. Um, again, that's interesting to me from a... The, you know, historical um, account point of view, like what are people concerned about in this point in life? And some of them are talking about politics. So like, we hate this guy who's um, running for mayor. He hates, he's, he's terribly racist. And then other people, there's obviously been some sort of inquiry recently at that point in time to like Canadian police force being racist. And they were also talking about, there were some differing views on that. Some sporting team, one guy just came from a sporting event. He's like, go the Blue Jays or whatever it is. He's, he's really <laughs> passionate about it. The one that struck out to me, Dylan, I don't know if you um also thought this, was the woman who had been separated from her brothers, from her birth family. And she had their names and she'd looking for them. She knew their names and their birthdays. But obviously back then it was harder to find people pre-internet. And she was very... Very interested in finding them and she wanted to see how they were 
That was really emotional, I thought. Very, very um, smart on her part, too. It was a good I, idea. I think so. I think so. I hope that worked out for her. Um, and I, 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 I don't think it's the sort of thing you do first. You know, that's not the first step on your, your to-do list. On that, no, searching. obviously you should try another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was a, a hint of desperation there, which I, I found quite, quite sad. But also, I hope it, hope it all worked out. Compelling. Yeah. yeah. Um, this show was in the 90s up to the 2000s, but eventually internet came along and kind of removed the need for this sort of thing. But it's kind of a precursor people have talked about, um, Speaker's Corner. And every now and then some famous folks would end up on there too because it's, you know, it was free, pretty much free to do. Uh, also, all the money they, they paid to do that was um, was went in charity, Dylan. That's good, I reckon. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, front up, we watched season seven, episode one to three. These are the ones that are on YouTube. Not sure why the whole season isn't on YouTube, the whole complete series is on YouTube, but they might be out there somewhere. But these ones are fun. You mentioned in, in season one, uh, episode one, sorry, was that older women talking about their lives. And that one, you, you really didn't know what was going to happen next, did you, Dylan, on that storyline? Woman's living on a houseboat. and turns. Yeah. Yeah, you got mates on houseboats. You got bloody um, 50 adopted children. You got murders as well. My goodness, it gets real dark real quick. Yeah, there's the grandma raising her kids because the the mum's not around because of, of murder. Yeah, it, it was very, very strange. But yeah. we very... put two and two together because Sandra asked about the father, and then she was like, "Oh no, he's in jail." Yeah, putting two and two together, we think. I think so. Um, yeah. It just it, that one that was quite sad that, but it shows you the sort of spirit of people they can they can get through anything, especially when you have yeah, to get through she's stuff. She's very well kept together for such a horrible situation she's yeah. going through. Yeah. Um, that episode also the one that stuck out to me was the woman. I think she was going through. She wanted to be like a social worker or community services sort of thing, and she had just come from the Northern Territory or had or at some point come to Northern Territory. She she's interesting. It was. Not sure what's going on there. She had a partner She's and a very best short friend. Herself, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. I get on her though, for sure. Did anybody else stick out to you for episode one? Oh, 
I don't think so. I watched them all in a row, so they kind of all bled together. All right, sure. Well, I'll, I'll just keep going through the ones I've written down, the ones that stood out to me. They're for episode two now. Um, there was the guy who was doing like a horticultural sort of um, course at uni, and he just um, gone through a bad divorce, and his father had helped him through it, and he was he was ready this to go. This is the guy that was lost in this random town. Yeah, and he just he happened says, to... Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Weird. I, I, th- I think he was stalking the crew. Yeah. Right. He wanted to get on front up. <laughs> he seemed like a big fan. Yeah, and he was one, I think, he'd been waiting for his day, his 15 minutes, hadn't he? Of front up fame. Yeah, and Power Tomb is an interesting enough 15 minutes. Yeah, that was good stuff. The ones I mentioned, also the ones in this episode where the was the guy with the younger girlfriend potentially dodginess at some point. And then he's like, oh, I want kids. She doesn't want them. It's like, yeah, because you started dating a 16-year-old when you were 23. Of course, you're not going to be in the same point <laughs> in your life later on. Yeah, and he's also talking like it's like two months into the relationship and, you know, it's he's getting a bit over it. And it's been six years. It's like, <laughs> Jesus. you got to know by that point, hey? Um, I know, you'd think so. And there was a very sad case of a woman who's going through a custody battle. Um, and obviously, I'm not saying this about this in particular, Dylan, but this brings up, we're only seeing these people's stories, not seeing the whole context of all their lives and whatever, but it's terribly sad to be. She's a drago. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it brings to light the fact that, you know, I'd hate to be in a custody battle, even if, you know, no matter what the context is, it's just terrible to think of, and I... I hope it all worked out for them. The um, other one that stood out to me here, Dylan, and again, we only see see part of this person's life story, right? So we're not seeing everything. But it was the older guy with the Indonesian um, woman as his wife. And they seemed very sure, much in love. Yeah. But a few things he said were yeah. like a bit quirky to me. So did you okay, pick well, up on this? Reckon? What do you reckon? Well, just that he, oh, like... how he was He was kind of talking like how like the women have to have respect or something. In their society, is yeah. that what you're referring to? He, he very they much... kind of know their place, and he likes that about them. <laughs> if we're going to come out and say it, <laughs> he likes the um. You can relate to Asian culture. He said he likes the um, the yeah, the the, the respect that's shown to people in that society. Um, and like to a certain degree, I, I kind of know what he's saying in, in terms of society, but also like. Can we say those things about our whole society being like all people being a certain way? Like that's that's not how things work. There are all different types of people in every society. Yeah, he likes the food, Indonesian food. You know, that's, that's good, I guess. <laughs> and they did seem in love. The grub, he loves it. They seem love, so that's good. Yeah, definitely. Good on him. Um, episode three started off with a very long, strange conversation with um. A single dad, and he's the New Zealand bloke. Yeah, yeah, he he was a bit kooky, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. He has like apparently he's got like thirty thousand books in his library. Mm. He's like the smartest man ever, according to him. Mm. It seems like seems like it. Seems like he knows everything about the world and society. Mm. And he had recently just won. Kind of a mirror image. He won custody for his daughter. Is this? Yes. Is this the other half? <laughs> I hope not. 
Um, they just recently went custody for his daughter, apparently, like, quoting something that had never been quoted in, like, Australian court before. Like, cool. he refused to take a DNA test based on, like, some spiritual tribal grounds. Or yeah, something like cultural that. grounds. Um, strange, strange fellow. He, he had definitely been waiting his whole life for that chance to be on TV. I think oh, he... <laughs> absolutely. Wasn't he relishing Even it? Even when Andrew started talking to his kid, he like was talking over and <laughs> trying to get back into the shot. Yeah. <laughs> Shove her out of the way. Yeah. She's a very cute little girl. Um, she And she's... I like that they it's seem very, very confident with each other and, and very happy with each other. Like, they, they yeah. didn't take a backward step. But, um... No. Strange. And they're going to go see Tarzan. That was not. Nice, for a banger. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know the glory of Phil Collins that she's oh about to experience. You're right, Dylan. And that was nice. That was nice, actually. Um, then we moved on. This is a bit of a multicultural episode. Or a, or a... I always think it's weird people think multicultural when they mean non-white, non-white Australian culture in, Australia, in the Australian <laughs> context. Don't you know? Do you reckon? <laughs> I just did, did it myself. Cultural, right? No, no. We're I, not at that point yet. Well, that's the question. Is like, do we have one culture which has lots of different things, you know, different people and and parts of it, parts to it, or do we have distinct different cultures and like, I don't know, probably a bit of both, Dylan. Anyway, um, yeah. but I like this episode. We had the the older guys who were, who were playing um, the mahjong, I believe it was. They did not give a shit. Oh, the camera sorry. was there. I couldn't really tell the. No, yeah. but they were not giving, they were, like, whatever, right? No, they were into it. Fully into it. Too serious. <laughs> Andrew tries to engage a few of them, and it doesn't really work. Cause it doesn't, no, definitely not. Couldn't care less. Um, and there was a big, long conversation with the the, the Vietnamese-Australian guy who, you know, was a boat person, and he had a very happy life in Australia, which was great, and kind of sad to me that, the like... Happiest cheeriest man oh, I've ever he? seen. Wasn't he Just so good? Constantly smiling through the whole interview. Yeah. He's loving it. And sadly, it reminded me of a time when our government you know, was welcoming of refugees and we really valued the different um, people we were bringing into the country after the Vietnam, Vietnam War. And tough. Not so, not so much the case these days, is it? The um, refugee situation in Australia, but that was a good interview. That was a good one. Went on next to the the German guy. He was a sailor. What do you think of him, Dylan? <laughs> he was all right. Mm. He's like scared of commitment, apparently, <laughs> like marriage. Well, they kind of ran it back, but I think he was being kind of serious. I he was he... like, oh, scared of marriage, maybe. Ha <laughs> ha. And then Andrew pressed him, but he's like, are oh, you scared? He's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny. It was um. He he asked him for his checklist, didn't he? Andrew asked this guy for his checklist in marriage, and he he thinks about it for a long time. He's like, mm, "Yeah, love, I think, is pretty important. Love is a big one." <laughs> Did you have to think about that, Mister Chairman Man? <laughs> and then apparently, there's the surfer, the guy who was a baker. He had a, he was loving his life, wasn't he? Bakes all morning, goes yeah, he for has, a like, swim. like the best pie recipe. Fucking 11 herbs and spices, apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Secret recipe he just recently sold. Yeah. And it seems like he did a bit of a dodgy because he was pretty confident they wouldn't be able to make the pies as good as him, even with the recipe. Yeah. 
as I call it. We'll see how they go. I think the man was holding out an ingredient, the cheeky bugger. Sneaky little baker, eh? I think so. They all are. They can't trust bakers, mate. <laughs> what do you got against bakers? Just liars and thieves. Oh my god, I don't think that's true. What's I... a bloody baker's dozen? It's not even a dozen. That's a lie right there, isn't it? Well, I appreciate bakers, everything they do for us as a society. Selfish bastards. All of them. Every single one. Nah, good on them. Let's <laughs> hope waiting for that. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be in trouble. Um, so there you go. That that I mean, that doesn't say much to you if you haven't watched these episodes. And I've got the links in the show notes, so please do have a watch. Um, but that's it. The show is just random conversations with people and... I guess if you're into that, you're probably intrigued by this. You will probably enjoy it. If you're not into it, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but also <laughs> you'll have an idea of it. Um, now, Andrew rebooted the idea, Dylan, a couple of years ago for YouTube Ooh. under a new name. Um, didn't get much traction, though, unfortunately. Oh, no. So he's not doing it still? Not that I could see. That was in 2019. I'm guessing with COVID and whatnot, it doesn't really come back. Um, put a a stop on it there's no one on the streets well indeed yeah but i i think something about it didn't quite work on youtube though for me i don't know why i I think there's a little bit of interesting a little bit of prestige about it being on tv maybe compared to just like a random Mm. person doing it what do you think sounds like you're a bit uh bit bigoted against youtube mate (laughs) I don't know. The media platform of the ages. Well, it is. I, I get that. And I, I think there is something a little bit. I thought it would have been tailor made for YouTube. Well, it is, but I think it's the sort of thing like maybe is YouTube a young man's first game? Like it's, like it's weird seeing stuff that's on YouTube that should that will on TV. You know that sort of concept. I can get that. Chris Chris Hansen kind of moved his like to catch a predator to YouTube mm. now. Is like a YouTube channel. It's kind of that same thing. It's like this should this should be on TV. Well, I think this it's is, the this same. Is weird to watch on YouTube. Well, on YouTube as well. Like they they try for so long to make YouTube originals work, like like streaming narrative shows on YouTube, and it's never worked because I think people they go to Netflix, they go to binge, or they go to you know Hulu and stuff like for that sort of stuff. YouTube is where you go for your your vloggers and your game reviews and your playthroughs that sort of thing, right? Like I. I just think it's a it's a, ma- a matter of the medium, to a certain degree there. Yeah, and I, from. I also think Dylan, I'll admit it, from a snobbish, elitist, intellectual, nerdy, retro perspective, right? Me, like part of the fun of this show is that it's asking these questions, and whatever, and it's from the nineties. Like, if this happened now in twenty twenty three, would I be interested? I don't know. Well, probably not. We already get everyone's thoughts in society called social media. Well, indeed. Indeed. Every day. You want to know what fucking Jan next door's thinking? Log into bloody X. You'll find out. She's pissed that her plumber overcharged her $100 for what she felt was a $50 job. Yeah. You'll see it all. So, yeah, so part of the fun is the retro appeal to it. And I think 
I, I think in them being in a pre-social media world is is part of the fun there, isn't it, Dylan? Because they're getting to voice their thoughts on a national platform, which they they weren't able to at that point. You're right. I think you're onto something. But I feel like, as you said, it's the presenter. It's the, it's the targeted nature of the interviews as opposed to, you know, someone just complaining about random stuff. But I guess someone could have said that to him, couldn't they? They could have been like, oh, it's like, what are you up to today? Like, you know what, Andrew? My plumber. They would charge me again. They could have, I guess. Again, I Andrew. Can you believe it? He's like, well, how much do you think they have charged you? <laughs> $100. It's a $50 job. Why do you think that? You know, I've been around the block, Andrew. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Good on him, mate. Are you going to go back and watch some more Front Up, Dylan? No, probably not. I'm doing me, I reckon. You get it. I get it. It's like a surprise, mate. I watched, I watched a couple of episodes. I get it. You get it now. I know exactly how it all goes. Yeah. You're not wrong, though. In this instance, it actually does make sense. You watch one, watch more. But I'm going to get back and watch, keep watching some. Interesting to me. You would. I would, wouldn't I? Now, Front Type is also my get amongst session this week. I, so I do oh, suggest you at least on. watch one. At least watch come one, okay? To me. <laughs> Why do you want everyone to watch Front Up? So odd. Watch, uh, watch Front Up and or Speaker's Corner. The front Up first. <laughs> Don't watch Speaker's Corner. It's nonsense. <laughs> I don't like it. So you say watch Front Up. That's what Dylan's recommending as well, everybody. I mean, if you have to pick between Front Up and Speaker's Corner... Right. Pick front up. But honestly, don't watch either one. Just watch a good show. Watch a good show, hey? Go watch, play somebody Mortal Kombat 1 or something, eh? Ah, yeah. Find me online. <laughs> My main's Lee May. You'll see me. Kicking ass. <laughs> well, he's, he's interested. I think he wants to go play some now. So we better wrap up. Um, are we have, <laughs> are we on the socials, Bill? Wait, what are we doing? Absolutely, we're on the socials. Mainly Facebook and Instagram. Uh, or on every podcast app you can imagine, you want us, we're there. We'll be there for you. Just like friends of art. <laughs> You're not wrong, mate. Um, thank you so much for listening. I, I hope you um, are inspired to, to, if not watch Front Up, to at least think about the people who you see on the street, what their story might be. Have think yeah, about start that. going up to people on the street and asking them about their lives. Take some inspiration. Maybe, maybe a bit too far, but it works out for you. Let us know. Um, we do appreciate it. We appreciate everybody listening to the show and telling their friends, rating us, subscribing, all those sort of things, and just listening. That's, 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 that's the main thing. We're doing so fun. Thank um, you, Mark and Man, for the theme song oh, as well. Mate. Mate. Of course I am. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for your responding to my text this week. Hope your cold's better. You mentioned. Oh no! You had a, you had a cold, poor fellow. That's no good. Um, I'm not happy about that. But hopefully, his theme song is just as good as always. Please. All right. Thank you for listening. I'm going to say, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Miss you, 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.